This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. to the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardian Fancast on Twitter or at Quincy Wheeler one You can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFancast.com. For anyone who hasn't heard, I've uh, been hired to do the occasional, um, it's supposed to be, I guess, about two articles a week at CoveringTheCorner.com, and you know that I've always been a big fan of that website and the community they have there, so excited about that, doing some analysis and editorials for them. So hopefully this week we'll have some moves to talk about and to analyze whether the Guardians maybe finally pull off that Sean Murphy trade or if they add somebody in the Rule 5 draft or if they make some other deal, maybe even a free agent signing, which again I wouldn't expect later in the year. We'll see what happens, uh, but this is winter meetings, and they kicked off yesterday with everyone getting to San Diego, and I guess sounds like most of the meetings and so forth happened today. Let's see some folks out there saying it should be pretty active, so we'll see. Uh, certainly, there are a variety of people saying that Sean Murphy should be traded by the end of the week, so we'll see if the Guardians earn on that. Mostly it sounds like the Guardians, Cardinals, and Rays are the ones that are in the greatest hot pursuit of Sean Murphy, but I'm sure just about any team would be interested in Murphy at the right price. Again, I'm not a Sean Murphy or bust guy. There's a variety of different catching options that would help the team and upgrade the team, and especially if the Guardians are convinced that Naylor will be ready to do the starting catcher role by 2024, say, probably makes sense to get a guy on a one-year deal or a two-year deal uh, if you can't get the value that you want for Sean Murphy. You can read more about this in an editorial I post. Uh, I was able to uh, write and was published last night at Covering the Corner, and I'll link to that in the description of the episode. Today, while we wait for news, I want to take a look back at the 2022 Guardians season. It's important to not just forget about the season that went past and all the joys that it gave us. Um, So I want to take us back to April 2022, a couple games that I want to discuss. Now, you may or may not remember that the Guardians started off the season uh, with a couple of losses and then a couple of wins against the Royals, so split the series there won a couple games against the Reds, and then got swept by the Giants. And then the White Sox came into town. And you know the White Sox are the favorite in the division, so this is kind of a big series. Of course, there were a couple of rainouts, and then the Guardians had a doubleheader on April 20th. They won the first game 11-1, to and then the second game is the game I want to focus in on. It is a 2-1 to win over the White Sox. Some things to notice about this game. Jose Ramirez, you can see that his hand, his thumb is feeling great, and he ropes a double down the line as he is wont to do, and that scores Stephen Kwan. And this seemed like all that the Guardians were going to do all year long was Stephen Kwan or Ahmed to get on base. 
Jose would knock him in. And Jose at this point already has 20 RBI, and it's April 20th. The season has just started. So, you know, that's not a that's not a bad thing for him at all. He's obviously had a great beginning of the year and he maintained that especially until the thumb injury and even after that kept going with the RBI. But really that's an incredible beginning of the year for him. He's already we're already talking about MVP at this point. So, uh since this is a uh, a doubleheader game, uh we have a start from Tristan McKenzie, and he's kind of working his way. The Guardians did a good job making sure their pitchers got properly stretched out after the shorter spring training and keeping them healthy. And McKenzie had a little trouble with control. He walked four guys, but he also struck out four guys in four and a third innings, only gave up one earned run. This is kind of the beginning of Tristan McKenzie showing what he was going to be capable of during the season. Anthony Ghost got the win coming in relief of Tristan McKenzie and getting a couple big outs. He uh, was looking pretty great at the beginning of the year, honestly, and the guy got hurt. It's great to hear the Guardians brought him back on a, on a uh, minor league contract, and hopefully he'll get healthy after Tommy John and maybe get another chance to pitch in the majors for a Guardian, the Guardians. But it's great to have him in the organization, and what a great story of going from a position player to a pitcher Throwing 100 miles an hour as a left-hander, hey, you never know what can happen after that surgery, and, and hopefully he'll be back in good shape. Now, another thing that happened in this game is Gabriel Arias got his first hit, and uh, then he proceeded to get driven home by Oscar Mercado, still on the team, and he smashed a ball. Uh, looked like maybe the weather kept it from going out of the park, but it hits the wall, and Andrew Vaughn looks like a little newborn deer in the outfield, just completely confused about where to turn and what to do, as he typically does. And uh, Mercado gets Arias home, and that's all it takes to win the game as far as runs go. Later on in the game, it was important to note that Danny Mendick gets a hit for the White Sox, drives a double down the line, and Stephen Kwan makes an excellent throw to Brian Lavastida, who makes an excellent tag to get Adam Engel out of the plate to keep the score tied 2-1. to one. Stephen Kwan's excellent defensive play was a running theme for the Guardians. It's it's important to remember that Lavastida played a role for the team in the first month, and he wasn't really able to get a hit, per se, uh, but he uh, was important so that the team didn't have to run out and get another catcher. And so that's kind of what we see from this game. It was an important point for the Guardians to say, hey, we're going to be here all season with the White Sox. And they ended up sweeping this three-game series, uh, which kind of set the tone for the rest of the year between the Guardians and the White Sox. Now, we're not done with April yet because there's one more game I want to point out to you, and that is on April 29th. And it is against the Oakland Athletics. So this was the Guardians coming out of a seven-game losing streak to the Angels for four, and prior to that, to the Yankees for three. Things were not looking good for our Guardians. They were 8-12 and 12 at this point, and this game really seemed like a time when the Guardians showed, hey, we're not going to give up that easily. Like We're, we're not going to be this team that just spirals out of control. 
Jose Ramirez had three RBI again. Josh Naylor had a huge two-run homer. And this is the game where Andres Jimenez hit the grand slam to win Sue Kelly of Ashland a truck. So uh, then the grand slam payoff ending in the third. So that's another reason this game was significant. Here's Zavalli had a terrible start. He was really bad to begin the year, then figured it out as the year went on. Uh, De Los Santos didn't do well in this game, which he kind of figured things out as the year went on. Uh, so the Guardians ended up giving up eight runs to the Athletics, who just kept coming back. And if you were paying attention to this game, you just felt like, oh, no, we're going to lose our eighth straight. But the team turned things around because that's what they were capable of doing all season long. Uh, notable in this game, of course, Andre Simenez with that grand slam worked a count. He really kind of forced the pitcher to work to him. Uh, and it was a good pitcher. Frankie Montas really forced him to give him a pitch that he could handle and then hammered it out, which was crucial. Notice that Fran Reyes struck out four times in this game, the beginning of a concerning trend for him. Well, not the beginning, but the concerning trend for him in the season continues at this point, batting 135 and just striking out almost every time he comes to the plate. Notable late in this game, besides Jose Ramirez doing Jose Ramirez things uh, and hitting a home run in the first inning, uh, he also hit a double and... Knocked into late in the game. Just absolutely crushed. Uh, clutch, as always. Straw had three hits. He had a great April. Don't know what happened for him the rest of the year, but he had a really great April. And that continued here in this game. And Josh Naylor was the one that put the team on top with a two-run homer. And how many theatrics did Josh Naylor have for the Guardians throughout the year? It's kind of hard to keep track of them all. But this seventh inning two-run homer to put them ahead and salt the game away, letting Trevor Steffen come in and do what he was doing all season long. And then Emil Kase gives up a double, but it doesn't matter because he doesn't care. He gets a couple ground outs to keep the runner at, uh, to get the runner two-third, then keep the runner at third, and then strikes out Sean Murphy to end the game. Speaking of Sean Murphy, he had a big home run for the A's in this game. But it turned out not to matter in the end because the Guardians came back to win, but he did hit a three-run homer, and it is a beautiful home run. So if you want to take a look at these games and watch the wrap-up of the game, the video wrap-up, I'll post both of the links in the description of this episode so you can have a chance to remind yourself of this big win for the Guardians. It's amazing how hard it is to keep track of times where the season kind of turned, but I do feel like this was a big moment for the Guardians. Coming into this game, struggling with that seven-game losing streak. They always have a difficult time in Oakland, but they found the guts. They found the strength to come back and win this game and snap the losing streak. And that's what Tito's teams usually do, and that's why Tito is super valuable. There are times where you say, Tito, why are you making the decisions that you're making strategy-wise? But the uh, ability that he gives, the value he gives you in, in keeping these teams going in tough times like this, is just absolutely crucial. So thanks for listening to the podcast. Remember, if you get a chance to go to sheetsgiggles.com, check out the amazing sheets they have there. If you're looking for a last-minute Christmas gift, get some nice sheets, treat yourself well, support a company that makes its products locally and sustainably, 
and uh, you won't regret it. And use the promo code GUARDIANS when you check out to save 15% and to support this podcast. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.